This episode was recorded sometime while a young girl, 15 years old, Mikia Bryant, was shot by police outside of her foster home. This episode is dedicated to um, Mikia, George Floyd, and all those in the struggle. Peace. Show. This is a pop culture variety show podcast for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I am a TV writer and filmmaker. On this show, we talk about everything from backyard weed to Netflix revealing that it will spend $17 billion on content in 2021. Uh, but first, some housekeeping. If you like this show, please give it five stars, write a review or subscribe, uh, tell your friends about it. It really helps more people to find the show. Um, In a month or so, I'm going to be rolling out a new monthly segment called AT's Got the Receipts. So hit me up on, on Instagram with any life, career, love questions. Uh, It's uh, Yummy Coco on Instagram, Y-U-M-M-I-C-O-C-O on Instagram. Uh, before we kick off our, um, our show, it's, uh, so I had a, another idea for this week and it was going to feature someone else. Um, but I decided to pivot and do it on the Derek Chauvin trial, uh, who, uh, and, uh, I, I thought that it was, uh, fitting to just do a pivot. So I'm, I'm talking to you very late at night. Um, the night before, um, I typically post and also, um, getting my second vaccine tomorrow. So, um, I'm, you know, thankfully lucid right now. Uh, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. Uh, so I wanted just to, um, talk to, I talked to Ashley Shine and I talked to Carla and I want to talk to them about what they felt, um, how they felt about today and, and the, you know, when the verdict came in. So we'll hear from them. But first, let's kick off the show with a sketch. It's uh, pretty wacky called Gotcha Bish. Instead of saying bitch, I'm trying to say bish instead. Okay, here we go. Sketch. Bet Clips Pitch Meeting. Let's see what happens when a black woman tries to pitch shows to a white television executive. Okay, showtime. Okay, Yvette, Bet Clips' ass is on the line here. We need a solid idea to boost our black content. Get us out of last place in the streamer wars. You're our only black employee. What have you got? Yes, hi. Thanks for the opportunity. 
In light of shows like Us and Them, Hearts and Craft County, and I May Perhaps, If It's Okay, Dismantle You, I've come up with some killer thriller ideas. That sounds awesome. Let's hear them. Okay, picture this. It's a half-hour thriller set during the pandemic called The Calendar. Great. What's it about? A woman who marks showered on the calendar to keep track of her shower days one day finds all the markings erased. She lives alone and doesn't know when she last showered. Um, that sounds more sad than a thriller, and I'm not seeing any kind of racial reckoning or struggle. Um, you got anything else? All right, sure. Here's another pitch. A black woman... Okay, good, good way to start. Uh, yes. A black woman discovers an unlikely leave-in conditioner that makes her curls pop. And it's available through Target's drive-up app, so she doesn't even have to go into the store. Um, not, not sure this is what I'm talking about. I, I need steaks. Where's the drama? Again, we need black content. This could happen to any person. G give me a twist here. Well, this character is very conflicted. Okay, why? Because the conditioner was created by Chet Hanks for his Vanilla King Black Queen summer collection. Oh my god, like, it's chilling, right? Uh, not so much. The network wants pain, struggle, poverty, you know. Um, mean white people holding black people back from showing their humanity. You know, like most stuff on TV. All right, all right. Great. I'm going to just rapid fire, rattle off some ideas. You immediately say yes or no to them, okay? Okay, fine. Go. One, black woman goes through the quantum realm, comes out of it with an impractically large rabbit named Shaolin Fantastic. No. All right. Two, black woman forgets her iPhone watch at home. Her five-mile walk never gets recorded, and her friends don't believe her. Fine. Three. Black woman gets branded a dork on Twitter after wondering in a tweet what would happen if DMX and Prince Philip hung out together in heaven after dying on the same day. Yeah, absolutely no. All right, fine. No problem. How about this? Number four. A black woman rents a villa in Tuscany, meets colorful townsfolk, and they all drink wine and they all have a good time. Isn't that the premise of Under the Tuscan Sun with Diane Lane? Yes! Okay, and no, black people don't do any of these things, Yvette. I, I don't think you get what we need to do here. Oh, I get it. Cut. That's a wrap! Thanks, secret cameraman. Uh, what's going on? Oh, you think I'm trying to make shows with you? I'm on TikTok, bish. This is the show. Oh, you're gotcha boss on TikTok. Yup, and I gotcha. And soon to Bet Clips. It's a show within a show based on a TikTok show. Gotcha, bish. back 
So I was planning to feature someone else, but I needed to pivot to a show touching on Derek Chauvin and the murder trial. Um, finally, some kind of justice has been um, done. It's not justice, it's more accountability, but still something. Um, and so with me today uh, are Ashley Shine and Cousin Carla to talk about it and talk about what happened. Uh, so Ashley, where were you when you, and also the title of today's episode, um, we're recording this on 420, uh, is uh, No White Boy Summer for You. So this is what Ashley had texted to me. And so I, I thought, okay, this is the name of the show for the, this, I forget whatever I was going to do today. This is the episode. And Ashley, can you come talk to me too? So here we are. And uh, Ashley, where, where were you when the verdict went down? I was in bed taking a nap because pre-nap, um, the anticipation of it was just too much that I needed to go tend to my mental health, to be honest with you. Right. Um, because I was, I was just like, you know, I, I, for me, I thought that Trayvon Martin would be the last incident that we would see. Of course, we know that is not true. Mm -hmm. And so I, I hate to say it, but sometimes I have given up on the justice system um, within the United States um, for anyone that's not non-melanated or affluent. So I definitely was just thinking the worst because yeah. as we all saw you know they called in the national guard and <laughs> they had all this backup and i'm like um well you guys knew that you know they were going to storm the capitol <laughs> right exactly and the in the amount of scaredness and force that they were bringing to you know the city I was just kind of like maybe they don't even believe in their own justice under God individual for liberty and justice for all yes I I also was uh, feeling like he was gonna get off after the judge said to the defense uh, yesterday, oh, because of Maxine Waters' words of being confrontational, you could probably get a repeal, uh, not a repeal, but you could probably seek appeal or something like that. Like that, that made me feel like, oh, they, this, this guy could walk. Uh, Carla, where were you? Today, um, so I was home this morning. I went to work. And um, I was kind of going about my business. And then I got a text from a family member saying that um, the verdict is coming in at 4.30 Eastern yeah. time. So I kind of froze when I got that text. Because, um, you know, I, I was just, I, I really couldn't deal with this trial and uh, the whole George Floyd incident. It really hit hard. Yeah. So I kind of just froze and I just started to wait like 
impatiently I put on the news. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching like crap TV. Yeah. And I was like, let me get serious and see what's going on. I started to think, do I talk about this with the kids? How do I bring it up? Because they just wanted to go for ice cream. I was like, we can go for ice cream. Like, yeah. This is the trial of the century. Yeah, we need to see what's going on. So, What crap TV were you watching? I was like going through a rabbit hole. So today was the versus of, uh, I love the versus series, the pandemic. Yes. So today it was Method Man uh, versus Red Man. Yes. I was like, does Red Man have that many hits to like go against someone? And that just started. What are his hits? What has he played? So since this morning, I've been listening to Redman. YouTube. And then I, and then I went to YouTube. Yes. And then he's such a cool guy. Like, he's so polite. I was like, let me watch this podcast hosted by Nori and Noriega. Like, and then wow. you, re- you told me you realized that Noriega was a good interviewer. He's uh, a great interviewer. So that's rapper about, Noriega. Yeah, so I asked my husband, I was like, wow, Nori's really good. I've never listened to He's like, well, he learned journalism in jail. I was like, oh, that's why he has like, these awesome follow-up questions. He makes the guests feel comfortable. Like, he's really good. Yeah. And they got, an, they got awards. I feel so late to it. So that's another rabbit hole. Now I got to go through. <laughs> so that's, that's um, a good way to pass the time. And then you, and then it was like the, the verdict hit. Yeah, and the verdict hit. And then uh, it was positive. I know. Like a COVID But you result. know, I got like this sadness too yeah. when the verdict hit. I don't know if you guys felt like that. And yeah. you verbalized it well in the text. It was like, it had to take all that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and we still doubted as Black people. We were still like, oh, it's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody was like, we were setting ourselves up like, it's not going to happen. I mean, I, I, the, I don't know what you're talking about, about the sadness. Yeah. Too, because... I was like, there was this like ounce of joy. And then I immediately started thinking about his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, if, if all of, like, I know like last year when she was six years old, her mother said that she just told her um, that he, he just couldn't breathe. And mm-hmm. so that he had passed. Um, but eventually I know that she's going to have to, see that video and I just I mean the trauma of her mom the yeah. trauma of everybody that watched that that yeah. ended up storming the streets in the middle of a global pandemic because right. I'm just kind I'm just I just my heart just goes out to her I just I hope that the community will continue to like protect and bless this child because all the things were taken and just to see your father who is like the love of your life in these last few moments yeah passing mm-hmm. like that that it has to hit hard yeah yeah and and to not really have a an answer for it too because yeah. Um, the one of the things is that he was um, convicted on is uh, is third degree murder, and I read that in third degree murder and manslaughter charges, intent is the deciding factor, and persons convicted could be sentenced up to twenty five years. 
um, it was obvious that there was intent there, like with his hands in his pockets, he was very relaxed in his, like he was not afraid for his life. Talking about Derek Chauvin, he was not afraid for his life. Um, No one really talked about it in this trial, but I think that they had worked together at a nightclub. Yeah. I think that they were bouncers together. And so there was some kind of history. So it's like there, there are so many unanswered questions. And, you know, that's, that's stuff that, like, his daughter will, will want to know, family will want to know, movies as, you know, that this might happen. Um, it, it's, it, it, that's, that's the thing. It's like, uh, it's just, and then also the, you know, the people filming, like, thank God they filmed, but then also they were filming a snuff movie. You know, they filmed someone being killed. So. Yeah. And and I think that there's a lot of regret there too, that maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I should have stopped filming and then I, I should have gone to help that person. But then again, if this recording did not exist, if these recordings did not exist, we wouldn't be here talking about this man being convicted. Like he would have totally walked. Oh, he would have walked, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, my wife is a lawyer and she was just like, there's just way too many witnesses there. There's way too many witnesses. Yeah. Way too much footage. There's just no way. But still for me, I was just like, well, I mean, we are. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is not Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I'm glad that accountability was delivered today because I think that in, in a sense, a, a clear message because I think even with the police, um, aren't they getting like sued or something um, for this incident? Like, oh, there, that, like no, Minneapolis there police. Settlement. Yeah, there was a settlement for sixteen million. Was it this case? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I just think that every officer that sat up there and testified, which I feel like we've never really seen in a trial. Yeah. Yes. And they all agree, like, that was excessive. That, yeah. that, that, re- I mean, it, especially for, you know, the ambulance to come and, and they have to tell him not once, but twice to, to get up so that they can assist. Right. Like, yeah, no, he wanted him dead. Yeah, it's almost like George knew something. Yeah. Right? And that Derek is. Yeah, and that and that's where it's just like that's that's the mystery, that's mystery to me, yeah. and we'll never know. Yeah, or was he just mean? Is he just evil? All, all I'm sure all of that, and 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 then some. I mean, I had to look up like. For me, I was just like, dang, like Derek, come on, like, was it really worth like, yeah. not only you taking somebody else's life, but you losing your life. You yeah. losing your access to white boy summer. Um, yes. <laughs> Forever. But his, his, his wife was like, goodbye. I mean, she yeah. straight up left him like 48 hours after this whole incident. Like, right. I did not sign up for this. Right. Yeah. That, and that, that also goes back to like white supremacy and, and, uh, you know, even like the Capitol, the Capitol riot it's it's this idea of of preserving whiteness at all costs and 
you know, sacrificing yourself, I guess. Uh, he, he probably will be a hero to all the Nazis in the prison that he goes to for 20 years, 10 years, whatever. So it's almost like, you know, he did, he, he took one for the team. Um, yeah. But your, your, your wife, Seppi, sorry, your, uh, your wife, uh, Ashley, um, she uh, thinks that the other guys will walk. No, I think that the you other think, guys, okay. I think, I mean, because I still, like he's a sacrificial lamb. For me, I feel like I just, like, I, I know that I, I just have a problem with seeing, so every elected official, you, you're sworn in and you have to take this oath. Right. But I just don't believe that, for example, mm-hmm. Marjorie Green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, they, they just released a few days ago, like, she wanted this whole, like, I don't even know what they called it. Um, oh, it's like America first for Anglo-Saxons. Right. Uh-huh. Um, look, for me, we need to be like the British and send them on the Mayflower and send their butts to another country. Because <laughs> at this point, <laughs> something, has white, white Landia. something has got to give. Yeah. The scary part is you're, you're sworn into this, this higher office. So you're sworn into this public office to protect and serve. That is the initial goal, right? Mm-hmm. But now we are seeing since Trump that more people have another agenda. And yeah. they are in Congress. They are in the Senate. I, I, they, are, they are in the military. Yeah, yeah. And that is the most scary part for me because for minorities not minorities for non-melanated people i mean for melanated people yeah where are we safe yeah but that's always been the thing though um since uh since the founding of this country it's it's been based on uh you know slavery and and white supremacy and colonialism and whatever so i i feel um, like it was more hidden yeah, for day. sure. I mean, I kind of am happy that they're putting it out there, but they're putting it out there without the accountability. And that's what I have a problem with. Yeah. It's also, I feel like, you know, they're grasping it strong because mm-hmm. they're seeing the power, you know, it, it, it leaving them. Like, you know, the world has changed and they're refusing to admit it. And, you know, their time to go, you know, so it's like, yeah. and we have to remember that, that these are not, this is not the majority of people, you know. And that's, that's the truth, but it, it's know, like. It's hard, they're, they're the loudest, you know, they're very dangerous, it's not that they're, I'm not trying to say that they're not dangerous, and their rhetoric is like awful, it's contagious, you know, yeah. and they have a way to suck people in that they're not even like addressing, which is so weird. But um, it's also like a defense mechanism because they're realizing that like they out. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they have to, yeah, it is grasping at straws. Like look at Georgia, look at, you know, all these um, states making it harder for people to vote, gerrymandering. They, they need to um, make it harder and harder for people to, to vote, uh, to. And the language on that, the Uh language on that, did you hear what they said in Georgia? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, my, my wife, when we started dating, she was just like, oh, you've only voted twice. I was just like, yeah, you know, for every big election. She was like, what about the city ones? I was like, oh, nobody cares about those. She was just like, oh, that's where local government. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, and for her as as an immigrant, she's just like, you have the best right to vote. And I was just like, okay. So now, you know, I vote on every election. Yeah. But... For people, for Georgia elective officials to be like, it is a privilege, not a right, but a privilege, mm-hmm. and it should be harder. I'm like, yeah, no, what? it is gaslighting. It's, it's it's literally our U.S. right, and I I told my wife I was just like, this was the easiest election to vote. I didn't have to worry about calling off work or making a special time, you yeah. know. It, it was very accessible to everyone. And don't want. Yes, and being someone that has been a nurse assistant, has been a librarian, has just had many, 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 many jobs. I just know. It, it, was, it was a beautiful thing to see the amount of people that came out. Oh my God! I loved in uh, in Philadelphia the people dancing, on the waiting hours to go vote, dancing. They were not gonna be swayed. They were going for it, and thank God they did because it was a nail biter. And the same with like Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, I, I was like. Michigan. I was like, don't nobody live in Detroit no more. Michigan came through. Okay. I was yeah. mad at Ohio. I was like, sorry, Ohio, but I was like, I don't know what we just did, but um, thank God for Michigan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, you know, Republicans have a stronghold on people, people who are afraid. Um, what are your thoughts, Carla? Um, yeah, I think that they prey on people who are afraid and um, they know how to rile people up, people who are afraid of change. Um, so today on NPR, mm-hmm. they had a prosecutor from Philadelphia, and he was talking about crime going up and the youth, and the youth not having access to um, after-school programs, sporting, and how there's arts, and how there's a direct correlation between cutting those programs and crime. Yeah. And he was like, in the Republicans, instead of being like, obviously what we're doing isn't working, they're like, oh, let's do more of what we used to do. And so it's just like conservatism, I mean, even in the word, it's just like, let's not change. No. Let's just say, let's say how we are. Like the world is evolving, but we're standing still. So, um, yeah. 
And, and they, I mean, they also believe that like, you know, if you want art class, if you want music, you, you, you can pay for that yourself. The government doesn't have to provide that for you, but that doesn't work for, for everyday folk. Like you, you have to be able to, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember saving. So I went to a school in in Dayton, Ohio, but it was like a suburb. And um, I remember when they cut the arts program, it was, it was so sad because I wasn't great at art, but I thought it was very therapeutic as a child. I loved it. Um, and I remember it was the year, it was the year after the Columbine shooting and I wasn't old enough to take t- technically theater classes at mm-hmm. A university but I saved my lunch money and only bought like a bag of chips wow and saved up my lunch money to go and take a college theater course that summer in in the city because I was in the suburb and I just don't think that you should do that like you like when I look at like my nieces and and um you know, my, my cousins, and I look at the, their programs in California, I'm just like, so fabricated because I'm like, you know how to build a computer? You know how to do this? Oh, yeah, this stuff, this stuff has been, we've been talking about coding since I was in the fifth grade. I'm like, what? And Um, they're they're in private school? No. Wow. Oh, wow. Just in Northern California. So I'm just kind of like, Wow. Like the bar is not even close to being an even playing field. Um, It it should be a requirement for everyone. It should. It it should. It shouldn't just be, it shouldn't be this uneven. Um, In New York, um, and my, my son only went up to kindergarten in New York before we moved out here to LA, but I already could see the school to prison pipeline just in little four-year-olds and how they treat um how they treat children how they discipline kids um they they take you out of class and they they put you in with with other classes like it's kind of like in school suspension for bad behavior uh just really um they just really he, where he's at now is is a lot more nurturing and i'm i'm very grateful he doesn't have coding so i'm i'm very intrigued by like that the school in northern california um but yeah it's just um it, it's it's it was very hard for me to try to get him into like a quote unquote good school in new york um that i gave up and i i just stayed in a school that was it was okay it was pretty good um but just the discipline was just very harsh for four-year-olds and uh it was in a you know it was it was where we were able to get in because we lived in flatbush at the time um, which is sort of um, like working class area. And so like we weren't zoned for like the fancy like Brooklyn New School kind of school. Um, so I, 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 I feel you on that. Um, where, I, where I went to public school um, was really good for arts education, but then my parents took me out because they were like, oh, um, she, she needs to go to a good school. Like we're... We, like she needs to go where white people go. And so they, they sent me to like 
a white Catholic school, but it wasn't necessarily like a good school, but it had like white people. So they thought, oh, that's a good school. So they just put me there, but it was like the most random place um, and not a great arts program. So I, 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 I feel like my parents could have just left me there anyway. We're talking about George Floyd. <laughs> it's all relevant. It's all relevant. It all is, but it's just like, you can, there's so many tangents. It's so because, deep. It's so layered. Yes. It's, it's very layered. I, I feel like um, right now, LA County is going through, um, I can't remember what it's called, and I don't want to misspeak. But they're going through the history of um, taking, um, <laughs> I guess they're going to have it on the next ballot or whatever, but um, you don't have to be technically living in that particular city yeah. to actually go to that school. So there is so much discussion right now on oh, that uh-huh. because a lot of people are like, but, but what about our children and, and these people? And I, I wish I, I, if I could burn the word, these people, um, I would just, I would just burn it and, and, and RIP to that. Um, because I I don't want to hear it again. (laughs) Yeah. It's you people. It's not these people. It's you people. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't necessarily want my kids to go to like an all white school anyway. I wouldn't want my kid to go to like Harvard Westlake or, you know, whatever like prep school that's around here or like Dalton in, in, in New York. Uh, it, you guys watch Queen Sugar? No. Okay, tell us. You watch Queen Sugar? Oh, that's a big deal in Queen Sugar now because it's this family, um, they're from New Orleans and their child is a, a genius. Yeah. And so he's going, he got into one of those Quaker schools in DC. Oh, the one, the oh, friends. friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. And in the show, they're like, oh, the Obama girls went there. Uh-huh. And so the whole, the family's like, is it worth him going to this prestigious school in DC, which is majority white? Yeah. Um, versus staying here in St. Joe's country, you know, country BS. And, um, you know, being with his family, being with people that look like him, and succeeding there. So the parents decided to send him to D.C. because he was really excited about the school. It had everything. I mean, you know, these private schools, they have coding, they have art, field trips, and the family. Theater. Theater, Mm -hmm. everything. Uh Um, And so the family... One of the aunts is really against it. It's like you shouldn't do oh, that. Oh, Vi, Aunt Vi, and I. Oh yeah, you watch. <laughs> I know a little bit. <laughs> and Vi is upset, and Ralph Angel's like, "You're not even his grand." Like it got really nasty. Ooh, Ralph Angel. Cause she's uh-huh. a, yeah, because she's a substitute <laughs> grandmother, and she was like, "You're not even the grandma. You have no say." But it's a huge question, right? Like this opportunity. Mm-hmm. A social is just as important as the academic. Right. Yes, much is. I I took for granted because I I mostly went to a predominantly black school. So when I went to college, I I just assumed like, oh maybe the historical. I was like, I'm I'm probably won't get as much money at the historically black colleges. And my parents 
are definitely not giving me any money to go here and I really want to but I was just like but I've never blended so for me I thought oh young 17 year old me was thinking oh my god this is going to be a better opportunity if I would have known what was on the other side of that door especially my first year into college and this is where what school I went to the University of Toledo uh-huh. And it was, I went through a lot. I went through racist roommates my first semester. Um, where's Toledo in relation to Dayton where you're from? Um, Northern Ohio, like up, like an hour away from Sandusky, like 45 minutes from Detroit. Okay, so it's like Michigan, Michigan border. Michigan border, yes. Yeah. Like you're you're literally hugging the lake. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't think the city was cute at all. I was just like like, a former industry city? Industrial, yes. Uh Definitely industrial. I don't know what because you know, most of the automotives was like Dayton, Detroit, Cleveland. Columbus, uh, Youngstown, um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I just, I, I didn't have a good experience. I, I did not, it, it got so bad that I would sleep on my roommate, I mean, my best friend's floor, um, and her roommate was kind enough to just be like, oh my god, I love her so much, um, Yeah, <laughs> but I was like playing like a bunch of tuition to be sleeping on somebody's floor, like, and it took because your so, roommate was an asshole. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it took them so long for them to believe that this was happening underneath one roof, that I was going through having difficulties with my roommate being racist. Wow. And so when they were moving me out and they saw how she was like yelling and talking about how she did this and I was wondering why I was always sick. She was talking about how she put stuff in my food and all this other stuff. And yeah. There was a news story. This uh, young woman, I forgot what school. Uh, she, I think she was Jamaican or Jamaican American. Her roommate was putting stuff in her, in her food, in her, in, in her drink. Um, just like really messing with her. Uh, to a point where, and, and it was also very similar too, wasn't believed. I, I can't remember the story entirely. It made I remember news that. though. And I think, I think the woman was jailed, the, the roommate. Was it pre-pandemic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was This was maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, so that had something real. similar. Yeah, and that really hurt my heart. And what I didn't know is that, you know, Ohio is a very progressive state. It, I mean, it was, a, it's, it's always been a free state. So, to my surprise, yeah. I didn't know that in Cle- the Cleveland area, yeah, there have been schools that have never been integrated. Yeah. Still to this day. Wow. And we're in 2021. Oh, yeah. So that um, Carrie Washington movie um, is very yeah. true to heart. <laughs> well, right. my, one of my good friends is from Columbus, Tara. Yeah. And... I'm probably older than you guys, mm-hmm. but she was bust. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was oh, bust. No, she, she lived bust. in she lived in a 
in a predominantly white area. But kids were bused to her school from um, black neighborhoods. I was like, in blank blank year, in uh, you know, in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was interesting to me because I don't think we had busing in Jersey. No, but they. Uh, I mean, Saved by the Bell, the the reboot, that was basically the premise, was that uh, kids were being bused. I think something happened to their school, and so the kids were being bused to Bayside High. And it was funny because, like, and I never thought of that, like, as a kid watching Saved by the Bell, but they were, you know, rich kids. Yeah. And so in this reboot, they they really play that up, that this is, like, probably Pacific Palisades, they're rich kids. And so there, there are these kids from the other side of town. I don't know where. I would say probably like I don't know where. I don't, I don't know where. And uh, they're being bussed to to Bayside. So yeah, it's still happening. And they're yeah. Was Mario Lopez supposed to be? He was a gym teacher. No, I think um, that he he himself lived in the in the okay. Bayside community. But yeah. in the reboot, they had kids that were from okay. the you know quote-unquote opposite side of uh, side of the tracks oh wow i need to watch i need to watch that Um, it's pretty funny i liked it but um yeah i mean for me when i heard the verdict i was uh i was just i was actually preparing for for this week's episode with my other interview and getting that together and then sean's mom calls and to tell him what happened, I told I I I knew my uh, my husband was telling me that the verdict had come in, but it didn't like register to me that they, it was going to be um, announced today. I thought maybe tomorrow or whenever they felt like. I have no idea. I know nothing about the law. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so like I had no idea. And then I'm in my room, and then yeah, Sean's talking to his mother, and I'm just like oh my god that motherfucker they they got him i just like like it just and just seeing him in his dumb face with the mask on his eyes like surprising me i i was just like fuck that guy like i know he's dressed in a suit oh well i you know his hands were not in his pockets then no they weren't but Mm -hmm. i was i was actually shocked because you know, since we're all wearing masks, I, I was I was like, where is he this whole time? I didn't oh, realize for like, <laughs> I think when I first started watching a trial, I didn't realize until like the second day that he's been sitting there the whole time. Yeah. Um. So when they like, you know, when they were doing closing arguments and, and going through it and he took off his mask for the first time, oh. I was just like, this still doesn't humanize you. No. Like this this reminds me of the face that I can't unsee. Yeah. 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 Just it was so upsetting and and how they tried to to drag George Floyd's name, say that he was he was high on something or or had a weak heart. Uh like it was just it, it was just so upsetting hearing yeah. his attorney. Yeah, CNN put a verdict for the murder of George Floyd. MSNBC said the trial of Dave um, Chauvin. Yeah. Eric Chauvin. Right. And I was just like, interesting. Because that was a big debate. And I feel like they're kind of tone deaf on this. Like, George Floyd is not on trial. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. And he will never be have given that opportunity to be on trial. Um, no. It's it's just so unfortunate. I just, I, I just, it's, it's been, it's, I feel like it's been just a heavy month and we're only in April. Yes. And we've already had what 50 mass shootings in the last not even month. Um, it's just been just, I just don't know I, I, as much as I want to celebrate today. And I really do want to celebrate today. I'm just like, what about the 13 year old kid? Yes. What about oh. the 20 year old dad? Like, and all the com- yeah. And I'm thinking of all of them together. Yeah. It's just like, like, is this a celebration or is this just a step into people like finally this country putting people accountable because it's, it's just not a clear line. Like you can do the same crime and depending on your race and your money and yes. your class, you will get a different result. Yeah. Yeah. It, and also you could, I mean, you could be a rich black man and no one knows that this happened. It wasn't recorded. There's no proof. It's his word against whatever. And then the police could have closed rank and, and gotten behind the police officer. If, if that, if, if it was like a different, if it was a, a wealthier person, I don't know. And then also it goes back to, 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 Derek possibly knowing Derek Chauvin possibly knowing George and and it was just such it was it just seems so personal yeah it did seem very personal um I just want to be able to like if I'm driving not having this fear right yeah like I want to comply I I remember um it, it just feels like so many different like trips that people get on. So like, I remember like being in Los Feliz and for the audience that don't know where Los Feliz is, it's like old money. It's old money, like yeah, Hollywood here in, in, in LA. And mm-hmm. I was doing massage and I'm dressed in all white, all white flowy massage looking outfit. Mm-hmm. And I see that there is a patrol officer. And then I read on this vehicle, he's like following me. And I see on his vehicle that he's armed. Wow. And so I roll my window down and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like, how, how can I help you? Um, oh. He's just like, oh, I, I um, he was like, you felt me following you. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a woman. And um <laughs> Yes. Yeah, you can definitely feel the uncomfortableness when someone is is definitely following you. Um, how can I help you? Um, what is your business here today? He asked you. Mm-hmm. I was. You've like, done nothing. Nothing, but asking all the questions. I was like, oh well, I'm massaging. Um, and because for those at home, yes, you're you're a writer, producer, filmmaker but you also are a trained massage therapist. Okay. Yes. And so um, 
then he he I can see he adjusts his 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 hand to put it on his gun. Wow. And he's just like, well, these people just moved in and I don't want you parked here. I was just like, did they call and say that? Oh, are you getting an attitude with me? I'm oh like, my I'm just, God. I'm just asking a question because I, I don't want to be late to this bachelorette party that I'm massaging for. Well, if you want to get an attitude, I was like, I'll just move the car. Yeah. I was just like, and so then I have to, if, for all of you that don't know, like a massage, like equipment is usually about 20 to 35 pounds. Los Feliz is very hilly. It's probably kind of like um, the, it it starts getting to be kind of like the San Francisco of like LA. Big steep hills. And so now I'm carrying my equipment. Oh, a steep hill because I don't, I didn't, I wasn't looking for trouble. And when I get home, I tell my wife about it and how upset I was and I'm crying. Yeah. And she, scary. Asked, she asked me if it was a public street and I said, yes, it wasn't even a private street. And she was like, he didn't have the right to tell you that you can park there. I was just like, but he had every right in his mind. And I was more concerned about getting home. Yeah. Wow. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I still to this day won't go to Los Feliz to massage because I'm just like, I just won't do it. I just won't do it because I it, now it's like trauma. I'm like, uh, this neighborhood has shown me that someone like me does not belong there. What was it like um, doing the job? Like you, you finally got all your things there. Um, did you tell them what happened, or you just? Um, I told the other massage therapist. I told the other massage therapist who was black, and of course, she walked out and was like, she was gonna give him all the smoke. Yeah, but he had like left, but I didn't feel comfortable. Um, and just holding all of that inside and having to do your job and then finally getting to the car and just crying. Yes. It was just like you did nothing wrong. And I and like and like I just see it playing out all the time on so many of these incidents. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're you're the one having to pick up the pieces because that whoever did that to you is probably at home living his life, doing whatever the hell, and uh, you're the one that's still. Um, there are so many Haitian um, sayings I, I've been thinking of, uh, uh, but uh, Carla taught me one uh, when we were kids. Uh, is a uh, say, Carla? Do you do you uh, know what are I are you thinking of? Thinking? The one that hits forgets and the one that bears the mark remembers. Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite. And I always think about that because yeah, the one who hits has no idea. They, they are just reacting and, and doing that mean, horrible thing and moving on with their life. But yeah, yeah. we, we bear the, we bear the, the scar. Yeah. And I, I hate these sayings because it's like for a long time, I was just like, 
what does my mom mean being at the wrong place at the wrong time? Every place that I'm in is the right time at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm, and now I'm like, yeah, I know it's funny. <laughs> and now I'm like, was she talking about just being black at the wrong time? <laughs> yeah, that can, yeah. That, that can happen. Yeah. And then my other, my other uh, Haitian saying is, um, behind mountains are more mountains yeah that's a good one so that one's one's really good facts especially for living here in california yes yes yes. yeah it's like (laughs) port-au-prince is very similar to la it is it's very applicable to like so many things it's like Uh behind one obstacle there's another obstacle yes so, so, you know, going back to the trial today, this was a mountain. It was huge, but yeah. there's so many more. He's, yeah. He is, I think, one of seven convictions over, you know, thousands and thousands of police brutality cases. He is yeah. one of seven convictions. Yeah. And I, I was, think and I was just like. Past, uh, maybe 10 years, I think. Yeah. The crazy thing is somebody. I, I saw somebody was just like, you know, it's the eve of, you know, you know, hearing the verdict. And I've been waiting for two years to even have the chance to have a case against the police officers that killed my brother. Like, yeah. so I, I hope everyone realizes this is a mountain behind them. Mountain? Yes. Or yes. mini mountain? Because you don't yeah. know. Are you in front of the mountain? Is it behind you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. still it it still continues. The struggle continues. But one huge thing I think, one huge win, if we could say that, because that even feels like gross saying, is that like black people weren't lying. The police abused their power every single day. Yeah. And, you know, they're not like the good guys saving everybody. That's not, you know. Yeah. That's not you, you two are both parents. And mm-hmm. I definitely would love to join the parenthood. And I just wonder, I know, Colette, you're like, you're like the host of this. But I just wonder no, how, this is it. how you prepare or, because I wouldn't know how to tell my yeah. kids, like, what to do and if you do a b and c like i mean i was even like i'm about to start studying the constitution like like i'm studying for law school because at this point yeah i feel like we all need to be yes because it's like what is the right (laughs) yeah what rights do we have what is the best way in which if i get pulled over we both make it home not just one person yeah explain everything you're doing you know be you know they say uh even that doesn't work being super polite no but it's just like because look at philando castile yeah there's so many examples but my husband, he has a hot temper, and I always like go through this whole thing with him. I'm like, if you ever stop, always your hands on the wheel, yeah. officer. I'm going to reach out and get my wallet. Is that okay, bro? Do you want to get it? You know, get it, getting out of the car right now. I am yeah. doing such and such. These are my like. Here are my hands. Right. Put your hands on the dashboard. Um, it you know, and even then, it's just like. It's really scary. Like you want to teach your kids to respect and to feel like a sense of security, 
that, you know, if there's a problem, they can call a cop. But like, even my youngest, she had this joke, like, if you, if you don't do something she wants to do, I'm going to call 991. Like, <laughs> like, good luck with that, girl. But uh, it's like, I remember one time I said, don't say that. You know what, you know what police do to black people? And it just kind of like slips out because that's not how I wanted to stop her. But I was like, that's not even a joke. Do you know what people do to black people? And she was kind of like, what do they do to black people? But you know what? <laughs> Can I tell you something that your, your girls uh-huh. um, do with my son? Uh-huh. They play Roblox together virtually. Uh-huh. And they think this is so funny. They say to each other, FBI, open up. FBI, open up. They think it's hilarious. Oh, my God. And I told him that is the worst thing I know. ever hear. I think I told him, don't say that. Do you guys yes. Know? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's trauma right there. <laughs> yes. Like, you don't want to hear that. Yes. Ever. Ever. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was thinking, I, my parents, when I, I don't know if you guys had this experience, my parents Oh yeah, and I was like, Why "Who loves me? them?" I don't know who loves them. I know white people. White people. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "Why do you guys hate them? They're here to save us." And but of course, Haitian parents are going to explain. Like next topic, right? Yeah. And then little by little, you see, oh, they're referring to abuse of power. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember being younger. And what made me not trust the cops were two things. And I'm staying my age. Um, One was Rodney King. And the other one was, you know, my girl, Angela Bassett was in Malcolm X. So I'm watching Malcolm X. And you know where it gets to the end? Where he gets shot? Yeah. Yeah. That tripped me up. I was just like, oh my God, he was getting harassed by the police the whole entire movie. Well, did you yes. watch like the, there's like One more night in Miami? No, it was like, what was I watching? It was like Malcolm and Malcolm and Martin. It was like early pandemic. Uh-huh. I was watching it. Anyways, um, the NYPD also, the day he had like his last, um, speech yes in uh, washington heights mm-hmm. in new york uptown they didn't provide cops as much cops. wow like they were totally in on it yeah in like a passive way like they just there was like one cop there and it was a crowd there were so many people yeah and all these things like you're just like wow yeah that see that's crazy to me and but also seeing it as a kid and your parents not explaining to yeah. you what's going on so i remember being traumatized i remember being in atlanta georgia so excited but also like also kind of like mourning as a kid because you go to martin luther king's house and he, you're like he's a pastor like they yeah. killed him like I, how why like asking all these questions that your parents really don't have the answers to but i remember this police woman was like oh my god she thought i was so cute and she was like come here and i was like "Uh uh-uh girl no not in that uniform do you know what i'm going through do you know whose house i just went to i was like you're gonna need backup and i remember (laughs) (laughs) and then my dad had to be like she doesn't like the police 
And she was like, she what? said that to the police officer. My dad said it to the police wow. officer. Wow. Typically, po- you, don't, police you don't say it. You don't say it out loud. Well, she, <laughs> and she was a black woman and she was just like, oh, why? I was just like, because y'all kill people. Y'all kill black people. I just went to Martin Luther King's house. Y'all killed a pastor. I watched Malcolm <laughs> X. Like, I started naming stuff. And that you, you said this. I said it finally, wow. but wow. hiding behind my dad. And she yeah. like got on her knee and sat there and, and talked to me. But if she didn't look like family, right? Oh, uh, we would have had weird. that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really complicated to explain. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's crazy. I mean, and, and, and for, for police, like also, um, for my parents, uh, my father, especially my father had Alzheimer's before he died. So he, um, he was very afraid of police, of, of, of any kind of confrontation. He is a good immigrant man. He, He follows the rules, like quote unquote. So, uh, for him, to get him to do anything, I would have to call our town police. Um, I grew up in Englewood, New Jersey. Which and they was, would come, right? They would. they would come. They and it was. It's a small town. Small town. Um, I would have. I would call because, like, say, I had to take my dad to the doctor, or 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 I had to take my dad when when I had to take my dad. And the hardest thing was to get him to North Carolina to my sister Francoise's wedding. I called the, the police because they just their presence intimidated him enough to get him into the car because even though my dad was was like by the you know in his old age he was very slight very very slim i could never pick him up he was so strong um that just the sight of a police officer okay okay i go in the car so then he would go in the car and then it was and then uh so, so that was the only way that I could get him to do anything. Um, so, so to their credit, you know, I, I thank the Englewood Police Department because they helped me so much in taking care of my dad and, and you know, helping me to, to, to get him to do things that he needed to do. Uh, but yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't excuse um, the, you know, all the other, you know, bullshit um, that's been happening. Well, you the know. one time I did get pulled over, yeah, um, here in LA, the I was I, you know, we always had police presence in our high school, especially yeah. after the Columbine shooting. We really started having police there because um, <laughs> they didn't trust any of us young black kids. <laughs> yeah, even though was, Columbine was not black kids, that's why I was like, no. I'm confused. Yes. <laughs> Um, but, um, I remember getting pulled over here and I was so shaken, um, that, you know, I, I basically, when they pulled me over, I usually put my keys on the roof of the car. Wow. Or on the dashboard, like, like, uh, (laughs) um, and then I have my hands like outside of the window. Wow. Because in Ohio, that's how I was trained to do it. Yeah. So um, he was like, I need your license and registration. 
not knowing that I was cleaning out my car thinking I was doing something and I didn't throw the dog on registration away. Oh no. But I was so shaken and I was just like, I'm going to move. I'm, I'm going to move. It's just like, can I move? Like he, he, I made the officer so nervous because I was so nervous and I was crying that he was just like, let's just make this a good experience for the both of us. Yes. Next time someone asks you for your license and registration, you may just want to have it in a Ziploc bag in your car so you can just pull it out. Everything else you did was very proper. <laughs> he was just like, but I just, he was just like, I could just see like right now, like you were super under stress and I just want, it just fix your tail light and gave me the ticket. And, yeah. Oh. But he he was scared that I was scared. Well, yeah. And and ultimately it's it's connecting with people. Um, you know, here we are. I you know, I know both of you separately, but you you're both meeting for the first time. Um, but you know, we're finding common ground. Uh a lot of these police officers, like going back to Minnesota, you know, Brooklyn Center, and then we'll play a game, but like, you know, just going back to like Brooklyn Center, uh, you have uh, the police force, not one of the police officers live in that community. Yeah. So it's like they they are strangers to them. In Englewood police, for the most part, those are residents. Like I, I remember I called the police once. And I was telling them something and I was like, oh yeah, my sister told me to call. And they're like, oh, which sister? Like he knew my sister, he knew all their names because he grew up with them. So like, I, you know, I grew up in a town where everybody knew each other. So like, but like Brooklyn Center, nobody knows the the police. The, those pe- people don't live in that community. So like, uh, you know, who knows what, where that, that will, you know, how that trial will play out. Um, in light of George, the, you know, the uh, Derek Chauvin trial, uh, who knows how that will play out um, because we, we don't have the same kind of compelling footage that, uh, that the Derek Chauvin trial had. So, um, but it's definitely something to think about that like, you know, no one from that town has a cop. No, no one in the uh, Brooklyn center is uh being represented in that police force i think the i think the way that there should be well that would help bridge the gap because as much as we want to celebrate today and and definitely do um i mean it is 420 yes um, <laughs> definitely do if it's legal in your state um <laughs> What I would say is really acknowledging the history of the things that have happened. I think that that's so great that before there is, the people in Canada are starting to take accountability of the way they have treated the Indigenous people in that land. And they start every meeting acknowledging. But, and, and we just need to acknowledge that there has been terror that has happened from the police. Yes. So there is a state of distrust. And the fact that we have two parents on this show, two black parents that can't even be like, 
let me answer all the questions. And I'm not even a parent and I can't even answer all the questions of the whys. Yeah. They need to explain the whys to us so that we can heal and that there can be trust. You can't be sitting up here acting like a fuck boy and fucking (laughs) us over and then being like, but baby, no, after a while, I don't want to be a, I don't want that. Nobody wants to have a fuck boy. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. We don't need it. So let's just start with the fuck boy attitude. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I prefer a, a fuck boy over a, a you know cop, white supremacist cop. But like I, I don't know, I don't I don't know another analogy either. That's also in Queen Sugar too. Oh, oh oh yeah, because she's having a relationship. Yeah, so they're back together. Uh huh. And so oh, you're spilling all the tea. I know. <laughs> yeah, this is a it, it's a very short season, but because of COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to catch up because I was watching it. I was watching it for the cute Ghanaian guy because I was just like, he's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah from Girl Trip. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, Ralph Angel. Yeah. Uh, oh, for the whole audience. Yes, I'm married to a woman, but I am bisexual and I got eyes and that man is mine. <laughs> um, I mean, he's, he's empirically attractive. Yeah. Very. I was just like, where do they make them at? And somebody was like, he's Ghanaian. I'm like, Donna. <laughs> also, yeah. the Lord knew that I needed to be American because everyone walking around in Africa looks like this. <laughs> oh. I, yeah, he's, he's very good looking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have to hear him beautiful. Speak, Is he? His accent's weird though on the show. Yeah, he does the same thing as um the guy in uh, Snowfall. Snowfall, yeah. Wait, yeah. is he British? Yeah, he's British. He's British. Snowfall guy is British. Yeah. His accent. Yeah, great. his accent is, but his accent's like a very affected, like, L.A. black yeah. accent. Yeah, I'm cute. Like the quark. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't, I can't talk some, I, I can't be saying some words either. I still can't say I-R-O-N. I can't say, um. Aaron? Iron? I say iron. Iron. I say orange. But you do have, I feel like you speak a lot like Calista. Yeah, You have a, you have a, there's, I guess there's an Ohio accent. Yeah, I didn't think that there was ever until I went to Northern Ohio, and then they were like, "Yeah, you have an accent. You, you have an accent. You sound. You speak just like Calista. Do we yeah. have accents, Colette and I? <laughs> Do I have an accent? Just um, like you no, tell what region of the country. No, but I but I love how Colette like definitely um, you um, articulate your words so cute. And it has like this t- at the end. It's like, <laughs> that is so cute. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Can I, I tell you people about Colette? They'll be like, Colette, are you British? Yes, I think I said that. I, I told them that. <laughs> I told Kadria and Ashley that. But I went, but she remembers, Carla remembers. I went out. Um, there were a couple of times that, that happened to a me. Couple, yeah, it happened a couple yeah. of times. <laughs> but but that, there was that one time where I actually, like, we went on like two dates. Was that like, the Jamaican we spot? Um, oh, yeah, J- yeah, there was a Jamaican spot. Yeah, that were you thought I was British, but then, uh, yes, there there was a Haitian guy that I dated a few times. We talked on the phone, 
And he was the one that said epiphany, like he was talking about somebody being the epitome of something, but he said, and she was the epiphany of all that was blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I can't talk to this person anymore. Um, but he, yeah, he thought I was British. Like, Girl, the you're literally the, the, a real life version of Kelly from Insecure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I that's funny. Kelly. That's true. <laughs> but you know, like, like, Kelly was faking it. I know. And she's like, he's like, where are you from? So central. So central. So central Ireland. So central London. <laughs> By Benny Hill. Like, I'm from Philly. <laughs> let's go. Run. Yes. That was awesome. That was awesome. Okay, no. so let, let's quickly play a game because it's almost midnight for Carla. So Carla needs to go to sleep. Oh yeah. my and then my family, my Sean just came in. Yeah. And we, we, we should all live our lives. Yes. But fuck Derek Chauvin and, uh, and all those who, who oppress people. So <laughs> that's, that's my final, final word. I have no final words. <laughs> I just want everyone to to just be accountable and not be a fuckboy. Yeah. What about you, Carla? Um, my final words are, you know, I hope that George Floyd's family finds some peace in yeah. this and everything. And um, enough. Just enough. 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 Basta. Sassifi. Sassifi. Basta. Yeah. Sassy. Okay, what yeah. does that mean? That's enough. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so I picked this dumb quiz. Uh, everyone is a combination of one Disney prince or princess. Oh. Who are you? This has nothing to do with the subject at hand. Oh, funny. But why not? Three black women. Uh, why not? Like, let's, let's be princesses for a moment. So we'll take turns. What word describes you best, Carla? Smart, cool, shy, adventurous, creative, determined, weird, athletic, funny. Can you say it again? Smart, cool, shy, funny, adventurous, creative, athletic, weird, determined. Which one are you? Oh my god! How that's really hard. Just any. Okay. What What comes to mind immediately? Um, determined. Okay. Okay, so I picked that one. Okay. Ashley, pick a cool mythical creature: a griffin, a phoenix, a unicorn. A hippogriff, I don't know what that is. Uh, a kumiho, like in uh, Lovecraft Country. Um, a uh, periton, I never heard of that. A dragon, a jackalope, or a talking cat. I think oh. I know what you're gonna pick. Well, I'm gonna, you know what? Um, I'm gonna, ki- I'm gonna pick the unicorn because I'm gay Ooh. and they're mystical. I would have chose the cat, but I already have a talking cat and ain't nothing special about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, so for me, which Disney palace would you live in? So, so this is like a three-headed princess that we're creating. So, okay, so uh, my select, my choices are Sugar Rush Castle, Tiana's Palace, Corona Castle, the Sultan's Palace, 
<laughs> Elsa's Ice Palace, Imperial City, Triton's Palace, Castle Dunbroch, and uh, the King's Castle. So which which Disney Palace would we live in? Our three-headed princess. Awesome. I want to... Huh? What were you going to say, Carla? No, no. Not Corona. Yeah, no. No, thank you, Corona <laughs> Castle. You can keep that. Um, I want to say Triton's Cat Palace because that would be really cool because that would be mean like we're kind of mermaid-like. Okay, so Carla, what kind of smart do you think you are? Do you think you're math smart, music smart, life smart, visual smart, people smart, nature smart, emotional smart, sports smart, word smart? Which one? I am people smart. People smart. All right, we're almost there. Ashley, choose an iconic Disney movie food. The gray stuff? I don't know what that means. Um... New York pizza, ratatouille, spaghetti and meatballs, rice porridge breakfast, spinach puffs, beignets, eat me cookies, or empire biscuits. Which one are you? Beignets. Nice. What movie had New York pizza? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh, my God. I think it was. Oh, gosh. I can't remember right now. Um, What princess was from New York? I don't know. I, I feel like. I can't remember the movie, but they went to New York and she was like, ooh, and then the cheese was like, oh, well, I remember who do you call it? Um, Ariel was eating pizza like that. Okay, I think it was Ariel. Yeah. Uh Okay, so which of these villains is the best? So that's my choice. Uh, Gaston, the evil queen, Ernesto de la Cruz, Scar, uh, Tekka, which I, I guess is from Mulan, Ursula, Jafar, um, Dr. Facilier, or Maleficent. I want to say Ursula, even though I should have said Dr. Um, Facilier. But uh, anyway, we are Elsa Flynn. I don't know who Flynn is, but our three-headed uh, royal is a natural-born leader, yes. Yeah. Um, and people often look to you for advice and guidance. You may not always show it, but you have a very adventurous and fun-loving side too. You're highly intelligent. This is this is us. And yes, sometimes you like to flaunt it. But good for you. You deserve the praise. Thank you, BuzzFeed. Oh That's God. it. That's our game. Collect. <laughs> Did I enunciate? I, I just, I love it so much. I almost want to see you and be like, record my voicemail, please. I know. Oh, my God. Voice my in. voicemail, her, her father hates it. My voicemails, I don't listen to voicemail. Yeah. It's so mad. This is Colette, don't leave me voicemail. Oh, what kind of message is this? <laughs> Um, although my dad is the worst text message. He'll text you like the whole conversation you have with somebody. Yes. He'll, like, he texts forward. you the whole conversation? Because on, on WhatsApp, there's a way to forward a whole conversation. Yes. So if he wants to forward me uh, a link or a picture, he'll actually forward me the whole conversation. Oh, so then you have to scroll and, oh, wow. Yeah, because he's, he's, yeah, he's a boomer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, the boomers, they've been driving me crazy (laughs) the whole pandemic. I've just been yelling at every boomer in my family. (laughs) But do they, do they text you like full, full messages? 
No, they'll just leave you the full like a voicemail. You the, the full voicemail. voicemail where it runs out, and then they'll call back and leave even more. Like we oh. just wait until I called you back. <laughs> but they don't know if you got it. That's true. Yeah, did she okay. get it? Did you get it? <laughs> My favorite. Did you get it? Yes. yes. What you doing? <laughs> How's the weather? Uh, I'm like, if you don't stop asking me the same two questions. <laughs> How long have you been in LA for? Um, two dog online. Um, about thirteen years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you're a Los Los Angelian. Los Angeles. I'm Angelino. I'm an Angelino, even though there's still some parts. I just found out where Santa Ana was. Mm. Yeah, some Santa people call Anna it wins. Santana. It's far. Yeah, yeah, Orange, Orange County. Deep in Orange County. Oh, yeah. I was like, whoa. It's such a awesome. huge state. It's massive. I mm-hmm. feel like L.A. County is massive. Like, the fact that Long Beach is still considered L.A. County. Right, and that's that's. Far. It's a 45-minute try for me. Right, yeah. Yep, yeah, it's, it's long. It's a big, a big state, and I'm, I'm learning more each day. Uh, but, okay, so let's sign off. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Um, we'll see you next week. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Well, it's, it's bad luck to cheers with water, but. Mm. No. <laughs> Ow. I lost my headphones. Okay. All right. Bye, All right. Guys. Good night, ladies. Good night. All right, bye.